Shadows come out. Thank God what he's done for us. Amen. I told Tony if he would. Thank God for technology. Hallelujah. makes a lame walk and technology to, can help you too. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I told Tony, he said, probably want to come back Thursday night. I said, well, come on back Friday and come with some of that new wine. Amen. That old Holy Ghost wine out of Acts. I tell you, if we've ever seen a time we need reviving, it's a day and hour that we live in today. These people are making fun of God, making fun of what sex they are, making fun of the preacher and the church. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a day, God's going to set this mess on fire, and I'm going to be caught out of here. Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. I'm enjoying the persecutions of the devil. Now, what my Jesus went through for me. I was out there drunk, and he's dying on the cross that I could be set free. Amen. Glory to God. I'm glad he hollered at me that night. He said, Bill, if you're going to come, you better start getting ready. Hey, buddy, T.R., hey, if you're going to go, you better start getting ready. Just let them laugh. Let them make fun of us. Let them talk about us. Do whatever they want to do. Shout right in their face, glory to God. Hallelujah. We got a large God. <laughs> Amen. We got a big God. How about it, brother? <laughs> we got a big God. Hallelujah. God didn't furnish my brother with a hand back there. Amen. That's good. God's took care of us. He's furnished us with glasses. Hey, amen. Hearing aids and false teeth. Amen. amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Furnish me with a microphone. If all this stuff didn't fall apart, I couldn't get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I had a real good voice, I wouldn't be looking forward to getting a new one. Amen. Amen. I didn't see no need to get saved as long as everything is going right. 
when it started falling apart, I thought I need some help. Hey. If everything's going real good at your house, I hope it starts getting bad so you get right with God. Amen. So you get right with God. Amen. Two verses hit me today. We're going to have a revival. I thought, I thought uh, today I ain't seen, in a while I ain't seen everything fall apart. Went to Temple Brody, tried to get his truck cranked. And while I was there, Janet called, said water's running across the basement floor. My boy just crazes about tonight. God's going to take care of him too. Yeah. yeah, drugs will drive you crazy. Amen. If you listen to Satan, you'll go nuts. Philippians 2, two verses, and I'm going to get out of the way. In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So all these that are laughing now, they're going to bow down and confess. I should have been in church. I would have got to listen to that preacher instead of making fun of him. I wish I hadn't laughed at those Baptists. Amen. They were right. They were right. You know, a fella that wanted to go to church every time my doors was open, he was right. He was right. The one that stayed at home tonight is the one that's wrong. You know, they've listened to the wrong voice. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad for the presence. I'm talking about the presence of Almighty God. Praise Him. Praise Him tonight. Just act like you love Him. And the first thing you know, you'll really start loving Him. Yeah. Amen. Somebody got a prayer request. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen, Mickey. That's good. I know that man you're talking about. Boy, he'll do things. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's good, brother. That's good. Still remember, John, I got a couple on my heart. I, I don't know if I got to work it so I can go visit with them or not this week, but I got a couple on my heart. You know, the devil will beat you to death if you lay down. We got to get up and move. Got to get up and move. Somebody else. Before we pray, somebody else. Amen. 
Bless your heart, honey. Praise God. Somebody else right quick. Amen, brother. A lot of lost. A lot of people says they're safe, going to heaven, still living like the devil. They ain't got Jesus. They ain't got. You'll find a person, a true child of God, you'll find them in church once in a while. Amen. Amen. Jesus made the church for me. And you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Bless your heart. Man, you feel good, don't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to have the men folks on the front row this morning. This morning, this evening, ain't it? It's been a short day. It's good to have y'all on the front row. Hey. Anybody can fill up a back row, but take some men to get on the front. When the preacher slobbers and carries on a little bit. Amen. 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 Good to have all the visitors. Appreciate each one of you. Got people from Sparta with us tonight. That's good. Had them with us Sunday. Bless your heart, brother. Appreciate you. I can't find your face, but I hear you talking. That's good. All right, yeah. That's good. Yeah, you may have to stand up and you talk. Oh, Lamont's wife, Angie, about that tall, came out the door, and I said, sometimes people make you feel like about that tall. She said, I've been about that tall all my life. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've had a lot of fun out laughing. We come here, amen. We come in here the other day working around the church, and uh, Mary Grace has been playing the piano on taking lessons on YouTube. Golly, she sat down up there. She's taking lessons. Y'all know how my voice is. I was back in yonder, and I got singing. Her playing piano, and her had a good time, didn't it? And baby, 
Can't y'all just imagine me singing? It's out of this world. Yeah. But it's good. We had a good time, didn't we? Yeah. Y'all pray for her. She's coming. She's coming right along with that piano. Yeah. And I'm working on my singing. We'll work it. We'll get it. Bless his heart, Lord. That's the truth, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, you hear. Praise God. Thank God for the chauffeur. Amen. I got one too, brother. Anybody else? Professions at the jail. Amen. I believe Karen said she had one her first hip win her first soul to the Lord last night, right? That's good. That's good. It's addictive. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I keep trying to win church members. Amen. Yeah, you'll get them excited on these days. Praise the Lord. If nothing else, let's all stand and, and pray for, uh, uh, we'll go by Union Hill, Tony White. Hallelujah. Group. Amen. Pray for them as they come to sing tonight. And do pray for, for Don. Uh, God give him strength. I know, I know where from heaven God's going to give him what he needs. This mean you receive it. Come out of souls. Carrying that old sword. Say, I can't be defeated. <laughs> I can't be knocked down. Trouble ain't going to get me. I ain't going to be oppressed, depressed, and them other three or four things. I just ain't going to do it. I'm going to go on. God's going to give us what we need. If you will, stand, Lamont. Lead us in prayer, brother.
this person from Brother Don tonight. Brighter day than he ended up. He's in the hospital and Lord willing, bless this song to bless him. But one day, hey, they, there's a lot of people that they wish the Christians would just get out of here and leave, leave them alone. One day they're going to get their wish. Amen. God's young ones is going to be out of here. Amen. Praise Amen. Say something before I sing this. Um, I've got to have some eye surgery. And if y'all would, y'all please pray for me. So if, if I miss a word on this song, y'all just look over me and pray that much harder. Amen. Shadows fall all around us. Darkness comes to hide our way. Don't despair. Tonight is There's a bright 
thank God we're making plans today. Amen. You probably already in your mind, you probably already made plans for tomorrow. Come on, brother. You probably already planned. Now, well, I'll get up in the morning, we'll eat breakfast, I'll go to work. Then come home, have to rush home from work. Hurry up and get around so we can get back to church tomorrow night. You probably already made plans. What are you going to do if God changes your plans? You know, we might just leave out of here tonight. That'd be all right. Oh, I appreciate the Lord. I'm glad, thank God, for the promise I might be here today. And I could be gone tomorrow. But you know, if you hear tomorrow, if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, did you hear Travis died? You look at him and call him a liar. That's right. Amen. Said, no, he didn't die. He just went home. Good to be saved tonight. Amen. Appreciate the Lord. Always love coming up here and, and uh, being with you folks. Y'all make it easy to sing. Amen. Amen. You really do. I've always said there's two different kinds of people that make me want to sing. Those who can, those who can't. Amen. 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 But there's two different crowds I like to sing to as well. Those that help you and those that sit there and look at you. Amen. Amen.
time I was a little fella, my dad has uh, always been an Easter Brothers fan, and so I kind of grew up loving him too. And uh, we, we do, we do quite a quite a bit of their uh, what we try to do quite a bit of the songs that they put out. I never will forget probably one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten in my life. A couple years ago. Brother James Easter was at Union Hill, and uh, I ended up, somebody hollered and said something, another said, Travis Senior, sing me something, and I sing that song, I forget now which even song it was. After the service was over, of course, I was nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof, because I was singing James Easter's song in front of James Easter. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, after the service, I went over to him and just wanted to tell him how much of a hero he had been of mine growing up. And he looked at me, Brother Butch, and with tears in his eyes, he looked at me and he said, Thank you. Bless him. Thank you. Bless him, Lord. For keeping my songs alive. Amen. Brother, ain't no greater compliment I think I've ever been given. Here's another one that that he that they done and and uh, of course Jeff and Sherry's kind of picked this one up and do it as well. I'm glad, thank God, I'm going to a place I ain't gonna have to worry.
We're not going to have to worry. Hey, last Sunday night, my husband had a heart attack. They called it a Widowmaker. You know, they, the doctor told him today that most people do not survive the heart attack that he had. And I just praise Jesus. Yeah. I've never been through what I went through that night. You know, but God was with me. That's it. And I, just, I thank you for the blessings. My husband is doing great. Praise God. Uh, he started having he started having pains about midnight. And by three AM he had a sense. I mean, we live an hour from Baptist, but they took him to Baptist and he had a sense already in three hours. And when we got to see him in the ICU, he was awake and talking to us. He was like, he was just, he was just him, you know, and everything. And I, hey, just amazed, just amazed at how good God is and the things that, that that happened that night. And I just praise Him. Y'all, please, please continue to re remember us. Like I said, I've never been through anything like I went through that night. But I just thank God for always being.
Brother Don tonight, he called me. He, well, you texted me, I believe it was. <laughs> and he said, hey, brother, do you know the whole story behind this song? And I think he was, you've done some more digging on it, and you found out some more information. But I've been a, I've been a Gold City fan ever since I was, gosh, my early teens, I guess. They put this song out back in the early 90s. And a few years ago, I started singing it. <coughs> Brother Don heard us sing it one night. And he, got to, he got to studying on the, the story behind the first verse. If you ain't never heard this, I hope, I hope this will be a blessing to you. We'll do this with Brother Don tonight. Just a tiny
preacher, I'm going to stand right here and bash you up all night, okay? You, you preach as long as you want to, preacher. I'm good right now. Go stand right there, Praise the Lord, brother. Shake hands, fellowship, amen. You can be seated when you get done shaking hands. <clears throat> my, my, so good to see this great Wednesday night crowd. This is a great crowd, and I appreciate y'all coming out tonight and being with us <clears throat> in the start of this three-day meeting and I make you a promise tonight, these days are going to go by like that, just like that. And it's so good to be with y'all, so good to see so many friends here tonight, and we appreciate all of you for coming, being part of this great, great meeting. I want you to turn your Bible tonight while we're settling in, in Exodus chapter number 7, and also Exodus chapter number 2. Exodus chapter 7 and Exodus chapter number 2. And it is a joy 
to be here with Brother Sperling and all you dear saints, and we thank God for you. And I want you to know, I may not have saw some of you for a year, but I've been praying for you. I don't know of anything we can do better one for another than to pray one for another. I didn't know Pastor had had a, a battle with cancer with his throat, but I said, Brother, I've been praying for you anyway. And that's what we need to do. We need to pray one for another. How many of you believe that? It's kind of hard to gossip about each other when you're praying for each other. Kind of hard to backbite and murmur and complain when you're praying. Praying for each other. I love what I'm hearing around here, Brother TJ. All the miracles. And you see, there's no mistake that the Lord's let all this come together just like this. Because that's what's on my heart tonight. And I want you to look with me in Exodus chapter 7. And I'm going to read down through about halfway through verse number 9. I'm not going to read all of verse 9. I'm doing that intentionally. Just let you know that I know where I'm at and I've not lost my mind. But I do praise the Lord for all of you being here. My, my, good to see a childhood friend all the way from when we were just little boys. David Shelton, great friend of mine. I didn't know he moved to Low Gap, North Carolina. So I'm just, David, so glad to see you tonight. We grew up in Brown Mountain. Now, FBI couldn't have found us, I'm telling you. No need to pull Google out. They couldn't find it either. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Lord's been good to us. Let us live all these years. And then all you Union Hill people, and we just thank God for all of you tonight. I was hoping Brother Tony White would tell the story about Reba's favorite preacher, but seems like he won't ever tell that. We may have to get her to tell it. And... Uh, <laughs> Then I do appreciate you talking about technology, Pastor. What do you think about this? It's Thursday morning, 8 o'clock, where people are watching in the Philippines right now. That's pretty neat, isn't it? If you drilled a hole through this floor, Brother Chris, and went all the way to the other side of the world, there they are. But it's Thursday morning, and they got up early to watch your revival. What do you think about that? I want you to look in Exodus chapter 7 tonight. I want to read a few verses and then keep your Bible handy. And we're going to jump over in chapter 2 in just a little bit. Exodus chapter 7 and look in verse number 1. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, See, <clears throat> I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh that he send the children of Israel out of his land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth mine armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord 
when I stretch forth mine hand upon Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them, so did they. And Moses was fourscore years old, that's eighty years old. And Aaron, fourscore and three years old, of course, eighty-three years old, when they spake unto Pharaoh. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Now notice the first half of verse number nine. When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Here's what he's going to say. You want to know what Pharaoh's going to say when you stand in front of him? Here's what he's going to say. Show a miracle for you. Father, tonight we're so thankful to be in the house of the Lord. I thank you for all the good singing and good music, good testimonies, and all that's gone into this service to make it what it is tonight. Now, Lord, we've opened this text and we sure do need some help because, Lord, we know tonight without you we can do nothing. Help us here a little bit, I pray, in Jesus' name. I pray, amen and amen. Exodus chapter number 7 is a special chapter in the Bible because it's in this chapter that Moses for the first time, is going to stand before Pharaoh. Pharaoh's the most powerful man in the world. And here's Moses to stand in front of the most powerful man alive. God told Moses, when you stand in front of him, he's not going to believe you. He's not going to believe that I'm who you say I am. He's not going to believe anything that you say. And what's going to happen is this, Moses. When you stand before this pagan man who does not know anything about God, he's going to say, Moses, if God is as real as you say he is, You ought to be able to show a miracle for you. In other words, show a miracle that God has done for you. I was studying the word miracle. Are y'all ready for this? It's the first time in the Bible in our text. And look whose mouth it's coming out of. An absolute heathen who does not know God, but he's looking at Moses and saying, hey, if he's real now, if he's really real, you ought to be able to produce a miracle. You ought to be able to show a miracle that God's done for you. Well, if you know anything about Pharaoh, we can't agree with Pharaoh on most anything. But Brother Travis, I've got to agree with him here. I said, i got to agree with Pharaoh right here. Because Pharaoh is right. If God is real as we say he is, we ought to be able to show a miracle that God has done for us. Now you talk about miracles and you talk about a man of God. 
Moses is certainly a good one to talk about. You know, Moses, we could talk about him all evening. What about God opening that Red Sea? And those children of Israel going through on dry ground. That'd be a good miracle to talk about. But Brother Tony, we can't talk about it. It ain't happened yet. We could say, man, God rained down manna from heaven. I'm talking about every day for 40 years and fed that crowd. Boy, that'd be a good one to talk about. But that ain't happened yet. You see, most of what we attribute to the attributes and to the great exploits of Moses hadn't even happened yet. So now Moses has got to produce a miracle to a man who does not believe God and all these great miracles that you and I know about, they've not yet took place. But for a few minutes tonight, I want to share with you what's on my heart. Where God told Moses, get ready. He's going to want you to show a miracle that God has done for you. There are three major miracles that took place in the early life of Moses. And tonight, I want to talk to you about one of those three miracles. We're just going to look at one of them. I can see Moses standing there. Can you see the whole crowd falling silent? Can you see Moses clearing his throat? Can you see Moses step up and say, Pharaoh, you want to know a miracle that God has done for me? Let's turn to chapter number 2 and see. The Bible says in verse 1, I'll read quickly. The Bible says, And there went a man of the house of Levi, and tucked a wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and dabbed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done unto him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw, when she saw the ark among the flags... She sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him. And said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. Whoop! (laughs) I just love the Bible, don't you? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Whoop! And the child grew. 
And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Pharaoh, you want to see a miracle that God has done for me? I got a miracle for you, Pharaoh. I was just three months old, but I found safety in the bulrushes. You see, Moses' mama, see it was a law that every little Hebrew boy that was born would be cast into the Nile River to drown and to be eaten by crocodiles. All those little boys went in that Nile River. The Nile is a type or a picture of the world. And my, how the devil is trying to swallow up our children into this ungodly world. Even in the last few months, we saw an escalation of events across our land as Satan is doing his all-time best to destroy the children of the United States of America. If he can't get them through abortion, now he's trying to get them through transgender effects. And these little children don't even know what transgender is. They don't even know what gender is. Can somebody say amen? You better get your young'uns away from the godless heathen that's teaching little boys they might be a girl and teaching little girls that they might be a boy. Can somebody say amen? Brother, we're in a mess. It's the Nile River. It was the destruction of all these children. But Moses' mama, thank God for Moses' mama. She said, my baby's a proper child. My baby's not going in there to drown and die. And the first part of this miracle, I see a set of human hands. You see, God used the human hands of a little mama to spare baby Moses when he was only three months old. The Bible said that she built him an ark. She pitched it on the inside. She pitched it on the outside. It would not leak. And I can see mama carrying that little box down to the brink of the Nile River. Can you see her as she holds that little ark? And as tears are dripping off her cheeks of falling on that little ark because her boy's inside and she puts that baby boy down in that water there in the bulrushes and she saw the ark was floating and she saw the ark did not sink. Friends, can I say something tonight? If you're saved by the grace of God, if you're a child of God tonight, you can look back somewhere. You can look back somewhere in your journey and you can find some human hands. 
I said some human hands, some human hands that protected you and preserved you and kept you from being destroyed by the Nile River of this world. My friend David Shelton met me at the car tonight. I wasn't expecting to see him. He said, when I was 13 years old, he said, your daddy, which is in heaven now, along with his parents, they're all in heaven now. He said, when I was 13, your dad took a Bible and led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. There ain't nothing like human hands. God can use human hands. My friend, Brother Chris Fleming tonight has told me stories after stories about his mama and them human hands. He says the reason he's not in hell tonight, the reason he's not in hell tonight is because there were some human hands of a little godly mama. I say it do us all good to look back and just praise God tonight for how that God used human hands to preserve us, to protect us. We know the human hands didn't save us, but God used them. God used them. Aren't you glad of that tonight? You want to know a miracle, Pharaoh? All the little boys... Went in that water. I finally ended up in the water too. But I'm the lone survivor. I'm the only one. TJ, I'm the only one that ever went in and came back out. Brother, if that's not a miracle, you tell me what a miracle is. I can hear him say, Pharaoh, go get the register of births. I'm the only man in the nation of Israel that's 80 years old. There's no other 80-year-old man. You say, how do I know that? They're all dead. They died when they were born. But here's one that survived 80 years. I say he hit the four-score mark. You know, if we live three-score and ten... That's a blessing. That's 70. And if by strength four score, Moses hit the four score mark and he's the only 80 year old man in the entire nation. This sounds like miracles to me. Thousands upon thousands choked and drowned in that water. But here's one that went in. I said he went in, but thank God. Aren't you glad he came back out? You know, all our children ultimately are going to wind up in that water. That water's the world. Is that right, Brother Joe? That water's the world. All our children's going to wind up there. All our grandchildren's going to wind up there. But my goal tonight is when they go in that thank God they come back out, that they are survivors. Moses was the lone survivor. Mama, don't give up. 
Yours can be a survivor. Daddy, don't give up. Yours can be a survivor. Do you believe in miracles tonight? What hope has Moses got outside a miracle? Three months old, he can't even feed himself. Three months old, he can't even go to the party by himself. He needs a miracle, amen. And aren't you glad for the miracle of little human hands? Woo! <laughs> uh, we may have to just recess and shout a while. Some of you, I can hear your mind gears turning. You're thinking about that person. It might not have been a mom. Might not have been a daddy. Might have been a good friend. But God used somebody. Woo! God used somebody. I said God used somebody to get us all to Jesus Christ. <laughs> He said, oh, a little woman like Jochebed, that little woman, Jochebed, she did some big stuff. Mamas, don't think that what you're doing for your children, for God's glory, is small stuff. It's big stuff. This man delivered in this story, wrote the first five books of the Bible. This was the meekest man that ever lived. This is a man who was so close to God that he knew God's ways. You think he'd have knew God's ways without his mama? You think he'd have knew God's ways and wrote the first five books of the Bible? I'm just about to explode. I don't know about y'all, but I'm here to tell you that Moses had a miracle to tell. And if you're saved tonight, you do too. There were some human hands somewhere that helped get you whoop, to the saving grace of God. I'm just going to cover one miracle tonight, but I want to show you three sets of hands working in this one miracle. Are y'all with me on the human hands? Do y'all agree God can use human hands? And God did that for Moses. But you see, mom, dad, grandpa, me, ma, there comes a point when you've done all you can do. You see, that's what Moses' mama did, Brother Bill. She did all she could do. She went as far as she could go. Do you know, friends, tonight, that's all God wants from us, to do what we can. We can't do what we can't do. Now, when I was a baby, my mom and dad, Roy and Joy Anderson, my first time at church, Brown Mountain Baptist Church, in the Brown Mountain community there where we lived, they tell me they carried me to the altar. And I was just a little over a week old. And my mama, Joy, they say she laid me on the altar and told the pastor, this is little Don. God gave him to us. And we just wanted to bring him to church today and give him back to the Lord. Maybe the Lord could do something with him. Maybe the Lord could help him. 
Maybe the Lord could use him. Maybe the Lord could raise him up. Now I know that didn't save me, but it sure didn't hurt me none to have that kind of parents that gave me back to God. Well, here I stand. I'm not eight days old anymore. I'm 60 years old now. And I'm here as a result of human hands that God put in my life. And folks, we are blessed beyond measure. We're blessed beyond measure. Did you know the Nile River houses the most vicious crocodiles on the face of this earth. The most ferocious, the most vicious, the most antagonistic crocodiles on earth are in this water, in the Nile River. You see, them crocodiles had done got a taste of all them little dead drowning boys. Oh my! And how many of you know this little ark would be no match for the jaws of a crocodile? I see mama putting him in that water. God, I hid him long as I could hide him. I did all that I know to do. And now she lays him in that water and she trusts God for the rest. Sometimes, parents, you just got to trust God for the rest. Do all you can with those hands, but you trust God for what you cannot do. I see Moses' mama walking away as she weeps her way back home. Moses' older sister stands back to see what would happen to her little brother. And in all at once, she hears a splash. And she looks out in that river, and here he comes, a massive crocodile. You see, a crocodile could bite through that ark like you biting through a potato chip. You see, this little ark is no match for that crocodile. A human has about 125 pounds bite per square inch in a bite like biting into a steak. But a crocodile has the strongest jaws of any animal of God's creation. A crocodile can bite down at 3,700 pounds per inch and that would be nothing for him to bite through that little ark. This is looking scary. Say amen. Three-month-old baby inside a little ark. Here comes Mr. Crocodile. Chris, I see him opening those massive jaws. I hear Miriam a-crying. All at once, pow! Mr. Crocodile bumps into something. But he don't see nothing. I can see him go around to the other side, make another approach. Open them massive jaws. He's getting ready to eat Moses. And pow! Pow! He bumps into something, but he don't see nothing. He keeps coming from every approach. He keeps bumping into something, but he can't see nothing. He even makes an underwater approach, but he still cannot get to this little ark. 
You say, preacher, what's he bumping into? Well, he's not bumping into human hands. He's bumping into hidden hands. Hidden hands of a holy God that you cannot see. Friends, tonight if you're saved by the grace of God, somewhere in your journey there were some hidden hands. You didn't see them. The devil couldn't see them. But God used those hidden hands to keep you from death, destruction, and damnation. (laughs) Some of you in this crowd tonight, you didn't always carry a Bible. You didn't always go to church. You remember Saturday nights in fast cars. And you remember some of you flipping end over end. And you remember they said... No one could survive such wreckage. But you crawled out. You crawled out alive. You were not lucky. Luck has nothing to do with it. It was not coincidence. That has nothing to do with it. I'll tell you why you didn't die in that fast car. It's because there were some hidden hands. There was a holy God that was protecting you when you didn't even realize you needed it. Aren't you glad of that tonight? Some of you hanged out in places where it was not uncommon for guns to be drawn, knives to be pulled, blood to be shed. How'd you get through all that? It was the hidden hands of a holy God. Pharaoh, you want to see what God did for me? I'm telling you, He protected me from the crocodiles of the Nile River. And here I stand tonight. Here you are tonight. If you're saved, you could look back at all them places. You could have died. And if you and I would have died, we'd be frying like a sausage in hell right now. But God loved us. You might listen. Some of you might not agree with me. But you might have had chemicals in your body. But He still loves you. You might have had booze on your breath. But He still loved you. You might have been in for a night of immorality and all kind of wrong things. But aren't you glad God loved you anyhow? Whoop! Hallelujah! See, some folks think that God started loving us when we started going to church. Boy, you're, you're behind. You're behind. i tell you what God loved us. David, He loved us while we were yet sinners. That's right. Sometimes chemical in the body. Booze on the breath. All kind of wickedness and mischief. How could God love such as us? I'm telling you the love of Christ. It's beyond comprehension. The tongue cannot describe it. How good God is. And how much God loves old sinners. I'm having a good time. I don't know about y'all. It does us religious Baptists. And I know we got some Pentecostals here, probably got some other stuff here. 
I don't think we've got no Protestants here. We might have some Protestants. I, I have been in churches where I almost drank their baptistry. <laughs> Y'all will get that after a while. They do us polished up people tonight a lot of good to remember we weren't always polished. We didn't always love God. We didn't always go to church. We didn't always give when the plate come by. There was a time we lived for self and sin and Satan. But aren't you glad here tonight, people of God, that back yonder when we didn't know, back yonder, Frank, when we didn't understand, back yonder when we had no comprehension, God was using human hands. Whoop! And God was using hidden hands. There is an unseen hand to me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we, listen, friend, this is a bunch here tonight. We about got a full house. Everybody in here could have been in hell a long time ago. <laughs> Why aren't we in hell tonight? Thank God for human hands. Thank God for hidden hands. Where would we be without those hands? Well, I see Miriam tears drying up now, Brother Chris. It's Mr. Crocodile finally gives up. <laughs> you might as well give up, old Mr. Crocodile, because you're not getting this one. I see him swimming away. Now I see your tears turning into a big smile. My little brother, he survived the water. My little brother, he survived the crocodiles. Boy, she's a happy girl. And then all at once she hears movement coming down the path and she wonders who that could be brother Travis it's the worst person on earth that could be heading this way it's Pharaoh's daughter with an inbred hatred for them little boys she's heard the cry of thousands as they drowned and were devoured in that water I see Miriam getting serious and praying, Lord, don't let her see Moses. Lord, don't let her see the box. Don't let her see the ark. And it's like she walked right straight to it. And she looked down, had one of her maids to go fetch it. And when she went down to fetch it in the water, and she brought it out, TJ, and, and she said, Brother Joe, she said, uh, take the top off. What's in there? And when she took off the top, there's, there he is. What she said, well, this is one of the Hebrews' children. This is a little Hebrew boy. Now, folks, right here, she could have done one of two things. She could have reached down in there, Brother Tony, and just grabbed him by the throat and just choked him till he died. She could have done that. That's what's in her heart. That's what's in her heart. She could have killed him. Or she could have reached in there and grabbed him by his hip. He's only three months old. And just threw him out in the water for the crocodiles. She could have done all that. But before she could grab him by the hip, before she could grab him by the throat, how many of you remember of Adam 
evangelist, Mays Jackson. He's in heaven now. Now, Brother Mays used to say this. He said, about this time, God sent an angel down and pinched Moses. <laughs> and Moses began to cry. I don't know why he cried, but he cried. And when he started crying, his cry touched that old heathen woman's heart. And she brought him up out of the box not to kill him, but she loved him. And I can see Moses' older sister running up and saying, Hey, that's a nice baby you got there. Wow, he's a fine boy. You know, he's going to need a whole lot of attention. I might could get a volunteer from back home that would help you tend to your little boy that you found. And she says, you're a bright young girl. Go back and see if you can find somebody who might would come to Pharaoh's house and take care of my newfound baby. And by the way, tell whoever you find they're going on staff at Pharaoh's house. They'll get a salary, 401k and the whole nine yards. You tell her she'll rock my baby in the finest rocking chair on earth. She'll put my baby in the finest bathtubs in earth. She'll put my baby in the finest baby bed on this earth. Can't you see Miriam running, getting back to the house, opening up the door? Mama, I got you a job. You don't, do you believe in miracles? Is this a miracle or not? Mom, I got you a job. She says, honey, I'm not, Miriam, I'm not looking for work. She says, you're going to love this job. She said, Pharaoh's daughter just found our baby. And she wants me to get somebody to come rock him, to change him, to feed him, to love him, to take care of him. And you'll get paid. And you can stay in the finest palace on earth. Mama, come on with me. Now, folks, you might, you might get a little slow here, what I'm going to talk about. But God not only used human hands, God not only used hidden hands, but in this case, God even used some heathen's hands. The hands of a godless woman, Pharaoh's daughter. You might look back in your life, somebody might have helped you that wasn't even saved. Somebody might have helped you that didn't, that didn't even know the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. If you're saved by God's grace tonight, this lost world is just like Pharaoh. They're just like Pharaoh. If we are declaring that God is real, we ought to be able to show a miracle. And that's what Moses has done. Pharaoh, I found safety. In the bulrushes. I'm the only survivor. Went in the same water. And I came out alive. Hey, how many people did we rub shoulders with? They didn't make it. They're in hell tonight. I'm not trying to put a damper on the service. But it sure ought to make us thankful. That we went in the water. But thank God we came back out. As we stand tonight all over the house, 
I wonder how many this evening, should I even have to give much of an altar call? How many of us this evening would like to just slide out from where we are and let's slide out around this altar if nothing else but to say thank you. Lord, thank you for those human hands. Thank you for those hidden hands. And thank you, Lord, that even you used heathen's hands to preserve me, to protect me, to keep me alive. If you're lost tonight, the same thing that God did for Moses, God can do for you. If you're lost in this building, did you know the reason you're not in hell right now is because of what I'm preaching. God has let you live. God has preserved you. God has protected you. God has given you this opportunity. If you're not saved tonight, this would be a great night to get saved. We talk about the preservation of a three-month-old boy named Moses. Pastor's going to be coming. Most of us are in the same boat. But I thought about every one of us were in that old Nile. I was deeper than the edge. Thank God for people that prayed for me. Something really hit my heart and my mind. As he said, Pharaoh said, show me a miracle. What am I showing this world today? Satan said, Bill, they're tired of hearing your testimony. Some of you are. Bless your heart. Neighbor, I need to be showing what God's done for me. On the cross, I don't have to go to hell. And I'm going to say it one more time. I got a brand new body. Amen. 
It's been good wearing this one out. It's been good wearing it out. Yeah. No way Moses feels at 80. The altar's open. If you got to come one at a time, that'll be good. Stay till daylight. But if I'm praising God like I ought to, the sinner would get out of the Nile where they'd run to the crocodiles. They wouldn't want to stay where they at. I need to build a fire. That's a great message. Can you see many times that crocodile, those, those long jaws almost got you? That old car rolling down the road. That gunshot just barely missed you. That knife swung and just cut your shirt. Oh, glory be unto God. And then we ain't got time for church. Oh, we ain't got time for God. Let's tell somebody about Jesus.
still comes in. She lets you. Lord God, use her. Say it, brother. 